You are listening to Ordinary Prayers, an invitation to listen for the presence of God in the ordinary parts of life. Now let us take this time to prepare our hearts and minds to pray. Today is Tuesday, November 6, 2018, and we read from 1 Kings. Standing behind our reading today is the faithfulness of King Ahab. He marries Jezebel, and together they abandon God and worship Baal. Elijah curses Ahab and the kingdom with a drought. However, the drought comes back to bite Elijah. When he comes upon the widow, he himself is without water and food. Everyone in the story is poor and desperate. You can hear the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000 in this story, where few resources are miraculously multiplied and even left over for more. This is why some in the New Testament wondered if Jesus was Elijah returned. Theologian Michael Chan notes about this story. Elijah's ministry is to bring a word from the outside that silences and finally nullifies the death sentence resting over the head of the widow and her son. The question confronting us as we listen, when have we truly known scarcity, and when has an outside word created life in us? Let us listen to 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8-16. through 16. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there, for I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterwards make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of meal will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she, as well as he and her household, ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. Eleanor Roosevelt, new legislatures in Washington, had no functioning grasp the depth of problems created by the Great Depression on rural communities. Nor did they really understand the scope of poverty in the United States. Even before the 1929 Wall Street crash, 60% of the rural population lived well below the poverty level. 
Mrs. Roosevelt knew people needed to see the problem to comprehend it. Dorothea Lang captured the pictures Mrs. Roosevelt desired people to see. In 1935, Lang left her studio job creating portraits for the San Francisco elite to capture images of rural poverty for the Farm Security Administration. While on this assignment, she found the face that would define her career and the Great Depression. One day, while visiting an encampment of struggling crop pickers, Dorothea came across a mother sitting with her children underneath a makeshift lean-to. She took five photographs, all from the same angle, moving closer with each shot. Unlike other subjects of her photos, Lang spoke very little to the mother, only asking her age and promising not to sell the picture for profit. The photo was sent to an editor of a San Francisco newspaper, along with a description of conditions in the camp. Lang told him the woman in the picture was living on frozen vegetables from the surrounding fields and birds that the children killed. The editor contacted federal authorities who rushed to the camp to deliver food. Pictures speak a thousand words, but sometimes the words attached to them are not as accurate as the reality they are meant to convey. The woman in the photo was Florence Owens Thompson. It took 40 years before anyone discovered her identity. Once they did, she provided the details of the picture. They were waiting under the lean-to while her husband and her son went into town to find a part for a broken-down car. Her family was very poor but had steady work. The picture was something that had haunted her and her family their entire life. It was embarrassing to be the image of poverty. The story lying attached to the photo was not Thompson's. The place where the Owens family car broke down was a field where people had come to find a job picking crops. However, a freezing rain destroyed the harvest, leaving almost 3,500 people without work, pay, or food. They were starving. Florence's face led to the relief of these impoverished people. In today's reading, Elijah asks a widow to give him only the food she has for her and her starving son. The food is the only thing standing between them and death. Elijah's request comes with a promise. The meal will not end, and the oil will not run out. The event is the first of two miracles which will bring life to this widow's house. The story is missing a face, though. We cannot see the poverty and hungry of Elijah, the widow, or her son. The absence of an image, unfortunately, allows us to take liberties with their misery. We can pretend a minor setback in our life is just like the widow's plight in the story. All three people in the story are starving and desperate. Sometimes our distorted sense of poverty blinds us from seeing our abundance. The face of one in desperate conditions does more than shine a light on our wealth. It opens our eyes to compassion. And compassion is the way God feeds those who are hungry. When was the time you saw a face of someone living in poverty, and how did it affect your sight?
Can you think of a time where God was using your compassion to help someone in need? in your life is in need of prayer. I invite you to take this time to lift them up in prayer now. Let us listen one more time to 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8-16. through 16. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there, for I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterwards make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of meal will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she, as well as he and her household, ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. Let us take this time to pray together. This prayer is adapted from a prayer written by Cynthia Langston Kirk, God of compassion, who comes to save those bound by fear and death. Help us to see the faces of those whose needs are greater than our own, those who seek the basic necessities of life to keep living. Help us to understand that the generosity the world needs often demands sacrifice on our part. Be with those who have never known a table blessed by laughter and welcome, who have seldom heard affirmations, who do not know your abiding love. Remind us, O God, that we are to set many tables, to speak blessings often, and to be your love in the world. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Now may God grant you freedom, may Christ set you free to love, and may the Holy Spirit go where you go and protect you on your way.
Amen.